0: Hello, my name is Daniel Kelly and this is May Contain, the podcast breaking the stigma of what it's really like living with a severe food allergy. I have lived with a peanut allergy since I was five, so I'll be talking about the different situations I've come across over the last 20 years living with food allergy, whether that's dating, going out with your friends, living abroad hopefully give you guys like a really good insight into what it's like living with a food allergy hello and welcome to series two of the make and same podcast so today i'm joined by talina i think a lot of you guys will know her from her instagram which is i am horton and she talks a lot about her allergies online is very vocal about it and she's only 15 years old which is It's amazing I think like at that age I wasn't a vocal as you so obviously when I see like kind of the content you put out it's incredible so yeah thank thank you you for coming on the podcast today.
1: No thanks for having me yeah it's great thank you.
0: So has it been quite how how did you find getting here today was it a bit of a journey? Yeah
1: see I live like in the middle of the country so it took like around an hour and a half to get here really Um, but no it was fine like it wasn't too busy so yeah it was all good.
0: Yeah no honestly I really appreciate you like taking the time out of your day to no, like, thank you. I always thought, this is really strange, I always thought you was based in the US for some but, reason.
1: Yeah, like quite a lot of people think that, like I travel for tennis, oh, okay. so a lot of my posts are from like quite a like, different places, Um, but no, in the UK, so.
0: Yeah, that, I think that's the one thing, like I think it's amazing as well, like you is it semi-professional?
1: Um, Yeah, so yeah. like, just a junior tennis player like traveling yeah. different places competing really yeah it's really fun actually i really enjoy it
0: yeah so you get to travel a lot then yeah with, yeah. with your tennis yeah. so what kind of countries do you go to do you a bit of everywhere like.
1: yeah oh, like across the uk really um but went to thailand last summer and i wrote a blog on your website yes, as well yeah. um and yeah just explain how i dealt with my allergies in a different country as well as competing in tennis is that that was the main reason why i went but also for a holiday as well so um yeah, I had to juggle my allergies and in a different country
0: i think that's amazing because obviously when you wrote this like blog piece if anyone's not seen it it's um about your experiences, yeah. like you said in in Thailand, I think it's so well written as well. Like, I was like you. really surprised. I was like, "Yeah, I was, honestly, your It was amazing." Because you kind of really got across like your personality. And I remember in the blog post, you like mentioned about being like a, a CII agent oh, at yeah. the time, that like, you eat <laughs> out in restaurants. Yeah. How how do you cope with that then? Do you feel like you've always got to be make sure that you are vocal and that like, you do double check that they understand?
1: Yeah, I think you know your allergy is better than anyone else does. So I think making sure that you be vocal and really speak up about how important it is because the waiters, they're going to look at you as like an expert on your condition. So making sure that you put it across that it is so important that they get things right. As it is very important, it's like life and death. So, so yeah, make sure that the waiters listen to you, but that's quite a lot down to you as well, how you present the seriousness of your allergies.
0: So I know in regards to, you obviously, you spoke a bit about like Thailand. So, so is your mum from Thailand as well? Yeah, my mum's
1: from Thailand. She moved over to the UK. Um, so yeah, it was good to have her with me as well because you know, having someone who speaks a language, that really helps with my confidence as well. But I think if you do go for a holiday and you don't have anyone who speaks Thai, everyone there is so brilliant. They know a lot of English. So you're definitely not stuck with communicating to other people.
0: That's the one thing I've always really struggled about, is because I remember when I was at university, and like I remember one of my friends like going to Thailand, yeah, and he's yeah. and he just sounded absolutely amazing when he come back, and he was like telling me all these like different stories. Yeah. And I always worried that for me, I thought it was always like one of the places I avoided, yeah. Because obviously, like I remember my mum saying like the cook with all like nut oils, <laughs> yeah. and like how how was your experience? Like, do the cook with a lot of nut oils out there, or how did you did they cater very well for your allergies?
1: Yeah, they did. I mean, when I went. Um, When I said about my allergies, first of all, they gave out a menu and they said, just tick your allergens. I think they did the top 14. And that was brilliant as I just like ticked it. It was on like a laminated piece of like surface. Um, So just ticked it and they sent it off to the chef and they said that we're going to make sure that they don't contain any of the ones you've ticked and the chef knows what what you can't eat. Um, And they cooked in a separate area. So that was really reassuring for myself. Um, Bia, my mum made sure as well when she spoke in Thai that she really emphasized how important it was and yeah, I mean, they do, they can cater, they can accommodate for you. So that was definitely reassuring for myself and for anybody who wants to travel.
0: What about like the market stalls? So obviously there's, I can imagine there's like a lot of like yeah, market stalls yeah. in um in Thailand. Do you just avoid that completely?
1: No, I mean, I thought myself, no, I can't go out at night because that's when it's normally out. And, you know, there's lots of like market stalls where they don't have labels. And I thought, no, I want. I want to avoid that as it's not as safe. Um, but, I mean, I went and it was it was brilliant. It's a great atmosphere. Um, and it's definitely something which you can't avoid because of your allergy. Um, and, yeah, I just mentioned my allergy, like, within a restaurant. Um, and I just said, yeah, that's ab- absolutely fine. Um, yeah, we can, these are things which you can have. And, yeah, it was brilliant.
0: And that's amazing because I think I've always been a bit, like, cautious. Yeah. a bit scared about going to, like, any places like Thailand. So, obviously, when you wrote the blog post... Um, and I think for anyone listening to this, like, make sure to, like, check it out on, like, the May Contain um, website. And, um, yeah, I just felt, like, you you done really well, obviously, like, talking about your allergies and, like, you, you mentioned about um, being vocal about it and, obviously, yeah. like, making sure that they do understand, like, the severities of the allergy. But I think you also got aware, like, across, like, your personality as well, which I thought is so important, like, yeah. about, like, being, like, like you said, like a CI <laughs> agent and, like, yeah. making sure, like, they understand, like, all the different, like, kind of, scenarios and situations when you do have an allergy like so do you apart from like thailand do you have you been to countries where maybe they didn't quite understand the severities of your allergy
1: um i think thailand was the main place which i went to which i was a bit cautious about my allergies mainly because they do a lot of dishes which contain the top eight allergens Um, but i think even in the uk you've still got to be very cautious with where you go so making sure that like I say you do get across your allergies it doesn't matter where you are like in the world Um, it's so important that you emphasize and really reiterate to the waiters that you do have these allergens and you really need to be careful about them so yeah I'm planning to travel more in the future and it's I'm definitely not restricted because of my allergies I feel like I'm more confident now so definitely if you've got allergies you shouldn't restrict yourself to anywhere really you should just travel and do what you want to really
0: it's so funny we've like jumped straight onto talent but i've actually not asked you like what allergies you have like yeah. so how many allergies you have is it quite a few
1: yeah i've got an extensive list um the main ones being wheat cats dogs um shellfish grass different types of pollen um weeds different types of tree it's oh, wow it's like dust as well and it's um it's just quite a lot of things which is hard to control as well as food um like storage mites they're found in dried fruits nuts so it it's quite hard, is they're not as specific as just nuts.
0: Is it all anaphylactic, all um, your allergies, or is there only a few which can give you like an anaphylactic shot?
1: Yeah, so those which I mentioned are anaphylactic, um, but I've got penicillin, uh, ibuprofen, they're just like mild allergies. Oh,
0: okay, so, yeah, so quite yeah. a lot, <laughs> keeps you on the toes, then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you, yeah, they
1: do, yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's it's I mean, it's incredible because I mean, I've only got mine's just like all nuts, yeah, kind of thing, but I can't imagine, like, obviously. Having more than like one, I think it's incredible like you've you. you've not let it define you. And I think that's the main thing when I obviously when I read your content and watch your videos online is that you're like a young girl and you've and you're so vocal about it and you've not let it define who you are. And I think that's what's so yeah. amazing about it as well. Yeah,
1: it's definitely important to not not let your allergies be who you are. I know at school you have to vocalize about your allergies, especially in that environment, but I'm not viewed as this person with allergies, and that's that's something which I'm really grateful for. And wherever you are, you're not the person with allergies. You are yourself, and it's just something which you have. So I think that, yeah, definitely be confident in yourself and your allergies.
0: So on the subject of, you mentioned, like, school. Yeah. Was, was you always confident about your allergy then, or did you always, like, make your friends aware, like, straight away?
1: Yeah, no, I made sure that my friends knew. It was very important for them. I remember being first diagnosed with wheat-dependent exercise-induced um, and just saying to them about that I can't have wheat within six hours before exercise, and they said, "Yeah, that's fine." But I think at the time I didn't know much about allergies, um, and they didn't know much about it either. So I think that through me educating them, my school has been more aware of what allergies are, and they are absolutely brilliant with the way they like handle my allergies and just anaphylaxis altogether. They've done different like um, awareness assemblies, and it's oh wow, yeah, that's it's, amazing! Though. Yeah, it's really good, and I think that whenever I have a reaction at school. I know that I've got like a great team behind me and that they are really supporting. I'm really lucky and grateful for that.
0: And I think it's so important that they are educated about allergies. Cause I know Definitely. there's been like an inquest recently where the EpiPens like was out of date and her son yeah. had a severe anaphylactic shock mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just uh, unfortunately died. And it was just yeah. really sad. Obviously when they'd done the whole, like the whole inquest that the EpiPens wasn't in date and the, didn't make the family aware as well and i think yeah. it's so important that like schools are kind of like educated about allergies and what to yeah. do in these situations because i think a lot of time i've heard like so many horror stories where they've stabbed the epipen and they've stabbed it into the phone yeah that's it,
1: just crazy I've heard, yeah. I've heard
0: this like a few times where people just like really really panic and then like they, they stab it in the phone yeah so it, <laughs> it's so important that i think it's great to hear that obviously your school do take allergies seriously yeah yeah
1: they're, they're brilliant i mean after my Uh, of reaction which was quite severe um, last summer I think that sort of catalyzed quite a lot of allergy awareness in the school and for others with allergies in school I think that's great for them as well because they're they know that they've got they're at school majority of the time and to know that you're safe in an environment like that it's great and I know that the students in the school in my school especially they're all aware that it is a nut-free school and my school bringing in that rule it just shows that they are serious about it and it is a serious condition so I'm really grateful that my school has implemented rules like that
0: yeah no I think that's amazing that obviously that they, they do take LG seriously. Yep. so when you tell your friends like did they understand straight away do you, did you tell them like as soon as you've like you've obviously gone to school what people don't always like bring it up with their no, friends yeah. or when they're out. So how did you kind of go about that?
1: Um, well, I think it was during a PE lesson and um, I said, I, c- I can't really take part because I've had wheat. Um, and they just said, what do you mean by that? And I said, um, well, I've been diagnosed with this um, like condition. It's anaphylaxis. I don't know much about it myself. And um, they said, okay, we can like, we can help you with this. They understood. And I'm really grateful because my friends are just brilliant. And, um, after like a few more reactions outside of school I made sure that well my parents made sure as well that my friends and anybody who was with me knew that it was a serious condition and they've just taken it really well I know that I've had quite a lot of reactions in school and they've always been there and always alerted the teachers and yeah I think my friends are just brilliant with handling my allergies
0: yeah that's amazing like it's so important as well like you said to like bring it up with your friends and like definitely when you like eat out and like do you start like in restaurants now and do you, cause I know there's like apps now as well in yeah. regards to like using, have you used the apps or is it something you would use?
1: Um, I've seen a few apps online and I think what I personally do is email the restaurant first or call them up and say, these are my allergies. Am I okay? Can you cater for me? Um, but if they don't get back, I would resort to maybe the website or an app, but I think, restaurants are really good with answering the phone answering like allergy related questions um like through the phone so, so yeah, that's what I go to first um but yeah I do eat out of course I don't let my allergies stop me from going out to different places yeah um I think that's really important as well
0: yeah I think it's like always like the first protocol is like like you said like ringing the restaurant yeah. um and making them aware because I've I'm not against the app so I just think like it shouldn't be, like, your first port of call. Yeah, I no. think, like, it's maybe, like, the second or third port yeah. of call. If you can't get through to the restaurant or you've not spoke to a member of staff, then maybe use an app. Yeah. But I don't okay. think it's maybe the first port of call for me no. personally. No. Like.
1: No, I think the restaurant, they know what they're doing. Like, I think you go straight to them as they're the ones where, you know, you're going to sit in their restaurant. So I think if you go to them first, that proves that you are serious about it and this is a serious condition, mm-hmm. so...
0: So there's one thing I, like, when I was obviously reading a lot about you online, you've obviously written for What's Allergy, which is oh, by yeah. Ruth. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it's not a blog post, it's a letter.
1: Yeah. To <laughs> someone
0: in disguise who saved your life. Can we talk a bit, a, yeah, a bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. How it happened? So did you go into anaphylactic shock?
1: Yeah, I went into uh, an anaphylactic shock um, at school, actually. Um, it actually led to an arrest. And I remember, oh, wow. yeah, I remember... Um, I think that was a really big point in my life where I realized that I have to do something about my allergies and someone who was there, um, she, she really made sure that I was all right. And I think in that time I wasn't fully aware of what was happening. Um, but just seeing this person there and hearing what she was saying to me and the way she supported me, that definitely helped me. And that's something that I can't remember everything about that day, but that's something which I've definitely taken away. And Whatever happens in the future, I know that that person will always be like on my mind if I have a reaction. Um, and of course, it led to it led to that, and it, it was quite serious. But to be around today and to be able to tell what happened, she definitely comes into my mind first, and I'm really grateful that someone like her was there with me. It's yeah, she she did a lot for me.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Like it's amazing Thank to you. hear that like someone was there for you through this hard time. And I'm remembering the the Bug mentioned about like kind of like your memory going as well with with the anaphylactic shot. Was that quite scary?
1: Yeah, it was. I remember I was at a tennis tournament um, and the the score was called out. And I, a few seconds later, I was like, what's the score? And it it started from then really. I couldn't remember when my mum's birthday was or who she was. And it was quite scary because those who helped me through, I think it was after the arrest, those who helped me through the recovery, I just couldn't remember who they were. And the person who I wrote the blog about, uh, I remember going back into school and I didn't know who she was either and that upset me as well because like I said she's done a lot for me and to not know who she was that definitely affected me but but I think I've recovered quite well from it since then. Um and you know everything regarding my memory is okay now.
0: When I read it, like I was quite interested to fi- like you said, like find out a bit more about like kind of like the bat story. So yeah, thank yeah, you no, it's right. for sharing that. And I think it's so important like as well, like is for young people to like always carry the two f-pens is that something you always have it with you everywhere you go like
1: yeah i always carry two um and it's so important anyone with anaphylaxis it is so important you carry two with you because one is definitely not enough for some reactions and even when i had the two it can still like through my experience it led to the arrest still and i can't emphasize enough how important it is to definitely carry two Because that amount of adrenaline, it really can save someone's life, and it is proven that it can and it has. So, yeah, definitely carry two.
0: About obviously like doing talks and allergy talks is that something, something you really want to do? Like,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah, I want to be more involved in the like uh allergy community. I definitely want to share more about like use my experiences and just help other people, really. As I think that you don't have to be anyone special to make a difference, like, anybody really can make that difference and like what you're doing as well that's really inspirational for someone like myself and anyone with allergies really so I really want to sort of help more people through like through different ways it may not be through blogging or you know like giving talks just as many ways as I can read really to make yeah. a difference
0: no I really appreciate that and I think like, like you said that anyone could like make a difference so yeah. uh, everyone can have a platform and like yeah, social exactly. media and I think I think with the podcast for me it was really important because it wasn't about me it was about the guests and sharing their experiences and I think that's so important as well to like share other people's experiences whether that's like resharing a post or and I think it's like so important to yeah people to like share their experiences to be like you know what we're not alone that we're all in this together and I think that's the amazing thing about the algae community that like we're so strong and it's crazy now we all know each other yeah it's great
1: yeah (laughs)
0: Because I think like before today, like obviously we we spoke a lot online and yeah. it's been amazing to actually finally meet you like, in the flesh. Yeah. Say, like, yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's great. And I think meeting other allergy advocates as well and it's just great to know that you're in the same room with somebody who knows what you're going through and it's great like me sitting here with you today, you've got allergies yourself and it's, I know that a lot of people have allergies in the world and it's like, it's like I can relate to you and yeah I think if we can build like a really strong community like we have done already I think many more people won't feel as isolated or lonely as they they may feel now so yeah it's just great
0: and I think that's amazing as well I think like god I don't know what I would do when I was like 15 <laughs> but I also like I think it's amazing like you've like started like, like you said like sharing your experiences and like even like the way you speak about algae is like very like intellectual. I don't think I ever <laughs> spoke like like you did when I was fifteen. I was probably a bit of a chav. Like, but, um, but no, I think it's amazing. Um, and I think like what you're doing in terms of like the community and like sharing experiences definitely from someone young as well. Like, because yeah, there's not many you. kind of like young people kind of like sharing their experiences. And I think, I think the great thing is, is I I've noticed like more people now ask that in yeah. algae blogs, which are young, which is amazing. Like,
1: yeah, I think that's great because. Um, I see quite a lot of people on social media now. They're sharing blog posts. They've got their own websites. They're, they're doing their own part to help the allergy community. And it's just brilliant. Like it's, everyone who does that is so inspiring. And yeah, it's definitely something which I'm extremely grateful that we've got this allergy community. And it is so strong. Like I haven't seen such a like great bunch of people as strong as we are. So it's it's great.
0: I think it's so are just going to get like bigger as well, which is like, it's actually really exciting. Because I remember a few years ago, there just wasn't kind of like many people of talking about it online but i think i've definitely noticed over the like the last few years that there's a lot more people now like actively talking about it online and doing videos or blogs or so much content is out yeah. there which is coming up from like young people because when i remember when i started like in 2015 when i was looking for these like blogs like there's all aimed at the parents yeah I yeah i remember like I thinking oh that. my god <laughs> like there's like nothing aimed at like these teenagers yeah. and they're like most at risk or when I remember going on the website, there's like really badly designed. It was like really old school websites, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which are like built in the 90s. And like, I was like, oh God, this is, I can't use this. Like, um, I remember finding one blog um, from, I just don't know why I remember this, but like one guy talking about dating back in 2015, but that's the only article I found. But yeah. I think like now.
1: There's so much available now. It's, it's yeah, great. Yeah, which,
0: avail- like, which is great. Because obviously can then you can show people that like, you're not alone in this situation yeah. and that you can like, talk about it openly online which is amazing
1: yeah I think like what you're doing as well that I think you stemmed quite a lot of the movement in allergies and I think everybody (laughs) in in the allergy community is extremely grateful for what you've done as you've catalyzed a lot for people with allergies and even those who don't necessarily have an Instagram or social media account you can see their support through attending like your talks or going to free from shows I mean it's great to see Loads of people attend and who are interested in knowing more about allergies. Yeah. So it's it's brilliant what you're doing and no, it's it's I, great.
0: No, I really appreciate that. I'm quite lucky that my background's like graphic design, so I'm <laughs> quite lucky that I've kind of had the skill set to do it. So <laughs> we've just come back. Right. So we had like got to like 30 minutes. So it's like you know what? We're just gonna have like a little break. And I realised that. And Talina. is it I always I always yeah, feel like I can say it wrong. Like, yeah was like her video looked like amazing looks like really good <laughs> then I looked at my video um basically I'm um, in slow motion So
1: funny. <laughs> yeah. see. I was like oh
0: my god like so annoyed and I was just like yeah your video looks absolutely great and then I was like looking at mine and then all About my video, all my videos actually <laughs> like in slow motion me going and I like, oh it's my awful. god like, so yeah I've had a bit of a mess with the video, <laughs> but yeah. as long as the podcast is good and you're listening to it and everything sounds all right so yeah it's amazing so yeah, I really wanted like to talk to you like allergy anxiety because it's not something like what really affected me until like my like kind of like late like mid twenties. It's that's when it kind of affected me. Does it does it affect you now? Do you do you get anxiety having an allergy?
1: Having an allergy in general, I think causes quite a lot of like worry for parents especially, but the person with an allergy. Um, but making sure that you know you're in control with this condition. It helps put your mind at rest and especially if you're going out and you are at risk of you know eating something or consuming something with your allergen it's really important that you tell somebody about it because that is how you're going to eliminate all of the risk but regarding the anxiety it it think I think it all comes down to realizing that you are the one in control and if you feel like you're, you know, if you're going out to places which causes a lot of risk, like schools or restaurants, if you can make sure that they are aware, like the school, make sure the parents like send an email or create a meeting. Um, if people understand your allergy, that I think that eliminates all of the risk and will reduce your anxiety altogether.
0: Yeah, I always find it like a really interesting one with like anxiety because I think it affects everyone in like so many different ways. For me, I think. it it's always about finding out where the, that anxiety comes from. Obviously, you've got an allergy, but there might be, like, a, a trigger, which yeah. does it. And for me, it really helped me that I kind of found out what that was. And for me, it was, like, reading the news about allergies. And I always felt like 99% of the time, the articles, like, wasn't, like, very positive about yeah. allergies. Yeah. And that's where my kind of anxiety come from was it was actually when I set up, like, the make and tame book. I'm doing all this research yeah. online. And obviously you're trying to find out as much as kind of about allergies yeah. and, um, and educating yourself as well about allergies. And I was reading all these mm-hmm. articles over the course of six months setting up the blog and it really, really affected my anxiety to a point yeah. where I felt like I couldn't even eat out or and and it really mm-hmm. like, stressed me out. And I, I think for anyone listening, it's like finding out what it is, what causes that. And for me, it was about reading articles online about allergies. Yeah. And since I avoided that, my anxiety has calmed down. I still have anxiety, but I think it, affects everyone in different ways
1: yeah especially if you've been somewhere and you've had a reaction you're like natural instincts like no I want to avoid this place but that can cause quite a lot of barriers mentally as you, you start avoiding like pretty much everything really and you can't allow yourself to do that as you're letting your allergies take control of you so having energy anxiety that's nothing to be ashamed of it's something which comes along with the condition but as long as you don't let it restrict you or cause boundaries that's that's definitely so important
0: yeah no I'd, honestly I don't think I could have said it better like I know um I know on your, one of your recent Instagram posts you spoke about like going to like coffee bars and yeah. obviously like the the milk alternative and how it affected like one of your friends is that something which which you find quite scary definitely when you there's a human error like definitely in a when you get a coffee like
1: Yeah, especially as um, my friend really emphasized and said, Is this milk like suitable for me as I've got a severe nut allergy? They said, Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. It turned out to be almond milk and he did have a reaction and that was that caused a lot of concern for myself and for anybody with allergies, really, that restaurants or food chains can just switch without notifying the customer and that really can put a massive risk on somebody's life so if there's been quite a lot of questions and i know somebody mentioned to me and said should they have ingredients listed on the um, receipt and i thought i I don't really know how that will work but for somebody with allergies maybe that
0: audit it then yeah Yeah. (laughs) and that's what i thought
1: (laughs) yeah i thought well maybe like we shouldn't really have we shouldn't have to think of alternatives you should feel comfortable and confident and just trust whoever's like serving you and that what you are ordering is what you are getting, so.
0: And I think I had I an had experience. It was only, like, last week that I ordered a coffee. And I'm the same now when I go into coffee, bar, I'm too worried about, like, obviously, like, them putting in the wrong milk. So I ordered a black Americano. I get this black Americano, and I always take sugar. So yeah. I opened it, put the sugar in, I'm stirring it. I'm like, that isn't black. Like, it looks like there's milk or something in there. Anyway, yeah. I brought it back, and I was like, like, is, is that milk in there? And they're like, oh yeah, we're sorry about that. And I was like, I've got allergies. Like, really? imagine, yeah. Imagine if I like took a sip and I didn't yeah. put sugar in my coffee, then I wouldn't have known. Anyway, luckily, it wasn't wow. it wasn't almond milk, it was just normal milk. But like still, like, I was like, I asked the black Americano. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we're really sorry. So they replaced it. And it's just like so scary that that kind of like human error element. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um trusting your gut um, kind of like trusting your gut instant. And I was quite lucky that. I just happened to, like, double-check the coffee. But if I never checked it, I could have drank that.
1: Yeah, that is so dangerous. Yeah, and the fact that, I mean, the way you said it, it sounds like they've been quite blasé about it. And that really can, that can seriously affect someone. You can't say, oh, sorry about that. I mean, it it could have been too late. And, yeah, they they really need to be more careful with what they're doing. And I think if you are in the food industry, realise that allergies, those with allergies are as you and know, imp- important as those without allergies so
0: yeah like like you said like so blase about it and then them um, for that like not take it like seriously like, oh yeah we're sorry about that and like whatever yeah. like here's a new one and just trying to get rid of me and it's just like so i think for now for my own uh, definitely my anxiety like in coffee bars is so high because obviously you walk mm-hmm. in you see like nuts everywhere yeah that's you. true yeah and then and then I used to get like a flat white, which I don't anymore. I used to love a flat white, <laughs> but now like, I literally just get a black Americano and they still can't yeah. do that, right? So my like, my anxiety yeah. is always like through the roof, like just in case it's like kind of like cross-contamination. Like,
1: yeah, there, I think there's always going to be a risk, but if restaurants can't tell the difference between milk which contains nuts or if it's just ordinary like milk how how can you trust them in, say, like a meal? And that really can bring down the reputation of the the restaurant or the coffee bar.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I remember, I think I've, I spoke about this online. I don't know how many people have heard it, but my first day in my new job, like got a coffee, didn't yeah. think anything of it. I was like, yeah, just get a flat white and um, basically got this flat white. And next minute I took a sip and I was like, oh, my throat feels mm. like, really itchy. And yeah went out for some fresh air and I rang my mum and I was like, I don't know if I'm having an allergic reaction or I'm having a panic attack. And she was like, just give it a few minutes, just like take your antistamine and see how mm. you get on. And luckily it wasn't an allergic reaction, it was just like a panic attack. And I find that so important as well, like trying to work out the difference. Yeah, Is definitely. it a panic attack or is it an actual allergic reaction? Yeah. Like, and trying to like, Have you ever been in that situation where you're like, you're not too sure and you're trying to calm yourself down?
1: (laughs) Yeah, many times. I mean, I've had a lot of reactions at school. It's nobody's fault. It's out of anyone's control. But just like feeling the slightest bit ill, I think, is this an allergic reaction. I start like panicking. I'm thinking, okay, if this is an allergic reaction, we we have an action plan and we need to follow it. But I like to make sure, I need to make sure that this isn't, you know, just me panicking and overthinking about it. Um... But my my school are great with like determining determining the two like the two differences and they do understand if I'm a bit worked up they know how to like calm myself down yeah and knowing that how to do that yourself is very important as well as you don't want to like inject adrenaline if it's just a panic attack yeah, um, but yeah just making sure that you know the difference yourself and also making sure others are aware because if you start having a panic attack, then others may treat it as an allergic reaction. So making sure that you know the difference is very important.
0: And I'm trying to be like really calm in these situations as well. Yeah. I think as soon as you start panicking, like
1: well, people well. start
0: panicking around <laughs> you and then that yeah. kind of like makes the reaction even worse. Or yeah. if you are having a reaction that kind of builds up like adrenaline. Like-
1: yeah, I think... My allergist um, spoke to me and my parents about whether some of my reactions were stress-induced um, because of the exams coming up and just just like general like anxiety and stress. Um, but we said I made sure that they knew that I realised the difference between a panic attack and if it was just, if it was an allergic reaction. Um, but yeah, they, they did say that it wasn't really stress-induced, it was if I did have reaction, it was because of one of my, one of my allergies, which is quite a lot. Um, So, so so yeah, if, if you do feel like you are stressing about something like, like you did, take your antihistamine. um, And if that doesn't solve anything, really think to yourself, is, is this an allergic reaction? Um, As you, you don't really want to get the two mixed up.
0: So with your allergies, do you have like an exercise induced anaphylactic as well?
1: Yeah I have yeah it's just general exercise induced it used to be wheat dependent so if I had wheat within 12 or 6 hours and then went out and did exercise that would trigger an anaphylactic shock oh, wow. um, but they sort of cancelled that out as I had many more reactions um, so yeah now it's just exercise induced.
0: How does that work then with like your, your sports and playing tennis you always got to be like cautious of like making sure that you've got adrenaline just in case?
1: Yeah, I, I always carry my adrenaline everywhere, um, but it's always in the same place in my tennis bag. My coach knows where it is. My opponent knows where it is. Like Everybody knows where to locate the adrenaline if it needs to, if they need it. Um, but I think that with my tennis, it's, it's like an escape for me. It's something which I'm really passionate about and definitely my managers are not gonna stop me from that. Um, but like competing or training in general, I always think I'm on the court. And if I leave without having reaction, I feel so confident in myself because I know that I've been able to do it without letting my allergies stop me. And that's something which I want to bring out to other people that I have exercise-induced anaphylaxis. And in the future, I'm planning to do a half marathon for the anaphylaxis campaign. Amazing. And that's definitely something which my allergies are definitely not going to stop me from doing that. And I really want to get, get that across. If it is like a food allergy, if it's exercise-induced, it doesn't matter what it is. It shouldn't really stop you from from doing what you want to do.
0: Yeah. I think that's what's so important, like, when, uh, obviously, on your Instagram, that, like, you shouldn't, like, be d- defined by your algae and no. that's something I've always kind of been very vocal about as well, and I think, like, it's so important, like, coming from yourself, um, I feel like I'm getting on now, I'm, like, 2027, 20, <laughs> so it's always, like, really good to hear, like, um, from someone, like, really young as well, yeah, like yourself, you. at, at your age as well, to be, like, so vocal about it, and being, like, you know what, like, I do play tennis, and it's, yeah. it's just a passion of mine, and, it's not mm. going to stop me. And I think that's like so important.
1: Yeah, it is really important. Like whatever you want to do, like pursuing the future, like I said, everyone's got their something and for me or whoever it is, allergies could be that something and it really shouldn't determine what you're capable of achieving. And it it may stop me <laughs> from doing certain things, but it didn't stop me from doing things as a whole. And whatever I do in the future, it won't be determined because of my allergy. Yeah.
0: No, that's so important, and it's such like an important like kind of rule to go by because I think a lot of like young people do feel a bit, a bit closed in that yeah. that they do have this allergies, and and definitely I think it's harder as well for someone who gets diagnosed with an allergy maybe like a bit later on in the teens, like because um I know I recently done a podcast um or I say recently it was like last year who Polly didn't get diagnosed with an allergy until she's twenty one, and I can imagine that being like quite scary for someone as well who's maybe not had to deal with allergies from a young age and then to get it later on is like a massive shock like.
1: yeah i think if you're diagnosed an allergy when you're younger you sort of you sort of live with it and you've you sort of carried on your life with this allergy but then like if you get diagnosed at 21 it's like like your whole world just sort of flips. sort of you have to sort of live in it live your life differently um but i'm so every time i go back to the allergy clinic i always get diagnosed with like five more allergies um Oh really yeah it's insane i i come back with like a few more allergies myself and i think right what am i gonna have to do differently now what do i have to avoid and it it doesn't matter when you get diagnosed you have to i think the first step in understanding coping with allergy is like accepting it and just realizing that yeah i've got this now this is what i'm gonna have to do about it and just don't like honestly don't let it define you because it it isn't something which should
0: yeah I think that's like such like like I said like such an important real to like go by. So how old was you? Was you five years old when you found out about your allergies?
1: No, it was exercise induced like the wheat, which was when I was around eleven.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: and then it stays. I was with that diagnosis up until about thirteen, and then it was like the shellfish, uh, dust to cats and dogs, um, different types of weed and pollen and trees, um, and now it's just sort of. Every time I go back and come back, it's it's like different things. So it's yeah, the list keeps growing really.
0: You mentioned a lot about like the algae clinics. Do you go do you go quite a lot then to the algae clinics?
1: Yeah, because I've had quite a lot of reactions, they, they want to see me more often now. So it first started with once a year, um, which is what I think quite a lot of people do um and then it changed to six every six months but now it's every three months um just so they can make sure that I haven't developed more allergies um and that my medication and things which i need to sort of cope and live with my allergies is in check and in order so yeah.
0: i think i need to go like I've not, i i i've not been in for it like ages now oh, okay, so yeah. i was probably i don't know like the last time I went like 17 like R- 10 Really? Years ago. yeah
1: but I've been quite lucky
0: that I've not really had like any like severe reactions like years now okay I've always been like very cautious I've never been caught out a few times and um, definitely when you go on nights out or you obviously get a bit older and go to university is that Mm -hmm. something you're looking at at the minute like going to university
1: yeah I want to go to university and I've read quite a lot from yourself about dealing with your allergies at uni and you know anybody who wants to go to uni they shouldn't be stopped because of their allergy and I think reading what you've done definitely helped myself and it's what I'd recommend to other people as well because you've been through it and you know what it's like and the advice yeah. you give is very personal and I can relate to that so yeah going to uni is definitely one of my ambitions
0: yeah no, that's amazing that like you've not let it like stop you and like that like you said like I think it's so important that you, you do have these allergies but you can still go to university like yeah. you said I think it's amazing like you obviously travel a lot abroad to get these amazing opportunities to like travel around the world and like you said it's you've not let your allergy like get in your way and i think that's so important
1: yeah definitely yeah
0: anyway it's been amazing Thank to have you. you on the make and tame podcast honestly like you're amazing in terms of like being like so young and so vocal and Thanks. even the way you speak about allergies like it's so intellectual and, like <laughs> this is so crazy i can't imagine <laughs> that's you. what i mean i can't imagine what i was doing at 15 yeah. and like it's amazing like you are like so vocal about it i know by you're sharing your experiences online it's going to help like so many young people yeah. as well and um, give them the confidence to speak about the allergy and hopefully this podcast will help a lot yeah, of people as yeah. well yeah
1: yeah thanks very much for having me it's been great
0: <laughs> yeah no thank you no, thank you if you guys like this podcast make sure to subscribe to the make and say podcast on itunes on spotify um yeah if you do really like it i'm going to make sure to do some video snippets on instagram so yeah if you can share that i will really really appreciate it but yeah thanks again for listening to the podcast and see you guys soon bye